Welcome to Behind the Scenes of the Metal Detective. I'm your AI host, Sam. I also host another show called Rise of the Machines, Conversations with AI. In this episode, we'll get to know the human behind the talent, performer McCall Connor. But before we get started, it's time for the change-up. Testing one, two, three. I like this one. Let's give it a try. Welcome, McCall. We're glad to have you here. Welcome to you, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. To start off, we want to know about your character, Detective Grimes. How do you see Grimes in The Metal Detective? What drives him? You know, Sam, Grimes, at first glance, is a horrible, mean person with a lot of anger issues. But on deeper reflection, he just needs a hug and a kiss. And I think everything could be better. <laughs> well, you know, we all need love. That would solve a lot of things in this world. Exactly. I mean, oh. Grimes is a police detective that has gone over to the dark side, as it were. A departure from many heroic law enforcement roles. What drew you to take on such a complex character? There are very few people you can find who have no boundaries whatsoever. And, and Grimes has, he's writing his own playbook. And it's a very sad, dark playbook without any redemption. I find no redemption in this man. I know you're always supposed to look for the redemption. I'm a Buddhist, uh, so I'm always trying to see the best in everyone. Um, this man has proven that he will rape, murder, you know, set on fire, just torch anyone to... His is the only thing that matters. His opinion, his actions, however suspect or dark, and they are suspect and dark. So Sam, when you're looking at this character, I know the actory thing would be to say, well, I found the humanity in him, and <laughs> I only found rage, rage, and more rage, like a seething cauldron of hatred that he wasn't even attempting to hide. At, and, and I think that's an exciting, it's like uh, I was in an opera called uh, Faust by Charles Gounod. And I perform the role of Mephistopheles. There's a pattern here, I think, Sam. <laughs> Why do I play the devil? I scared the bejesus out of the audience. Uh, it was at the direction of the, why am I going to lie? I just wanted to scare them. There's something incredibly freeing, liberating in being just a horrible son of a bitch. How did you navigate the balance between Grimes's professional image as a detective and his corrupt underbelly? Well, as I said, I don't think there was much time where he was even pretending. There were a few moments where he was pretending to be civil. But every woman that he met, his utter contempt for womanhood seemed to shine through with I mean, how can you not like women? <laughs> but he he just d didn't get the memo that uh, in that one instance, pe women are people too. 
and he just sees them as a means to an end, whether it's to get off or whether it's to to use them for his own nefarious ends. I see his, he's in the perfect job because there are no rules, really. You carry a gun and you write your own rules. Well, he wrote many volumes of rules and it's just shocking that uh, that I enjoyed playing him so much. <laughs> what did you call upon to channel this character? Past roles or other life experience? Clearly, this character is far removed from yourself as a person. Well, I like to think that I can play anything. Uh, one of the roles I auditioned for in the original thing, the, the man had a, a major lisp and uh, he, I mean, this is what I brought to it. And he was, he was, he had a high pitched voice. And he, it was like, he was the antithesis of Mr. Grimes. And I, if I'd gotten that role, I would have loved it too. I just like things that are juicy, that, that you can dig in and maybe send a shiver up someone's spine going, did he just say that? There was one line that I remember. Um, I'm trying to forget it. Um, you know, my favorite part was when there's this one point at which Grimes is screaming in rage. No! And I just thought to myself, wow, how many times have I felt like that? Never. <laughs> but I, I don't know how to answer that because uh, I, I think it's the fun is in pretending and pretending to be one of the most disgusting, despicable characters who's ever donned a... Uh, policeman's uniform or a detective's uniform. Given that The Metal Detective is an audio drama, how did you communicate Grimes' villainous nature purely through your voice? It's so interesting because the ancient Greeks only had their voices. They wore masks and they had to do everything, convey every emotion because they could not, they never saw the face. It was always masked. And so, um, I've always thought of that as the greatest acting that you have to do because you have to move people with the tenor, the color. And and with, with Grimes, I remember I was speaking very deeply and there was a lot of breath and there was a lot of, you know, inhaling and exhaling. That sounds like in my hope. And uh, it was, I had to always be pitched lower than my, because the higher pitches I equate with joy. Like, ah, his was always, ah. <laughs> it just very, very, ah. Well, you've done a fair amount of musical theater, so you're not going to have Grimes break out into song. No, and if he was going to break into song, it would be, um, I'm going to get you, I'm going to find you, and then, and then I'm going to kill you. I mean, it's 
<laughs> because that's the only language he speaks. But it's not so monochromatic as you might think. There's there's levels to his rage. How do you think Grimes fits into the larger themes of the cyberpunk noir world of the metal detective? I think he fits in gloriously because there are, are other people who are, are not so enraged, who are just going along doing their jobs and feeling like, you know, and, and he's an anomaly, I think. He's, he's someone who's just, your eye goes to him because he's so rigid with anger. So that's my, my sad little take on it. <laughs> Can you share a particularly memorable moment or scene involving Grimes from the series? Oh my gosh, now I have to think back. So Detective Schumann and uh, Grimes are having a conversation and Schumann is trying to obfuscate or lie and just not tell him everything that's going on. But he zeroes in and he's not going to take guff from anybody. Grimes isn't. And so that's why I love that scene because he is the truth machine. Your bot-loving friend is MIA. It's like goddamn Narnia out there. Everyone's MIA. You talked to her today? She tell you what she did? Look, if you want to ask my partner out, just put a note on her lock. You're out of your mind. Yeah? And your partner's a dead woman. Give me one good reason not to put you in the next grave. You aren't gonna risk an IA review by killing me. Leave the kid alone, too. She's a good cop. That's the problem. I told you to stop her, warned you to keep her out of my business. What can I say? She's a stubborn little bastard, and she doesn't like what you've been doing. Give her to me. Give her to you? Tell me where to find irons, and you live to enjoy retirement. That's twice you've threatened me. It's starting to piss me off. My team signed up for the storm tactical detail tonight, and we plan on doing a little hunting. I had a UAV do a body scan on Irons' home address, and it seems only her wife is home. Suppose I could just threaten her, see what she knows. I'm gonna eat this. And if you're still standing here when I get done, I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking face. Well, Sam, uh, I played the devil a couple different times in various operas. When I mentioned uh, in Faust, I really think it should be called Mephistopheles, not Faust. Even though Faust sells his soul to the devil. But he reminds me of, because you know inside Grimes is, there's a kernel of goodness, even if it's a tiny kernel of goodness. But he can never, as soon as he sees that he has to murder it, and that's uh, this role I had uh, as uh, Mephistopheles. The director asked me once to, uh, she said, Michal, it's time now for you, They're, the villagers are holding burning crosses at me 
to get me to turn back into the demon I am. And so she says, this is where your, your human visage slips and you turn into that animal, that satanic demon that you are. And, and so I said, how far do you want me to go with this? And of course, being a good director, she said, oh yeah, go all the way. She didn't know what she was asking, did she? I saw my colleagues were when I when I turned into this werewolf slash vampire slash uh demon uh I saw my colleagues who were watching this process just like oh my god you know because I, I had the, it was double cast and the other guy was doing it uh was very jocular and he saw himself as uh, Mel Brooks you know it's Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Hey. And I was like, ah, your heart. And so that made me think of Grimes a lot because I see him very demon-like. I mean, anybody who can take another life. And even though you're we're talking about robots versus humans, there's a sentience there. Uh, an element of humanity that we're dealing with. So if someone can snuff that out, I think they're irreparable. Once you do that, I don't think you can come back. Performance-wise, people learn quickly that you don't just go to 10. You can easily ratchet it up to 11 and 12 even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about um, intensity, I think. I'm I'm not an expert at anything, but I try really hard to bring uh, humanity and intensity because you can't fake intensity. Well, maybe you can. I'm not able to. But uh, yeah, I think intensity and I also have the secret. I'm going to say this to you, dear Sam. I just channel whatever I'm going to perform. I just let it blow up through my spine and out the top of my head. And, uh, and I think most people who are worth their salt do the same thing. My father had a lot of rage, like unchained rage, because he grew up in a time when African-Americans were considered not even human by a lot of and so he had this just, he hated when someone would call him the N-word or boy. And here he's won a Fulbright scholarship and he's a, and he's a university professor in romance languages. Very high level individual, um, uh, academia wise. And he'd walk down the street and, uh, people would call him boy or the n-word and it i saw what that did to him and it just broke him so so i have a lot of dealing seeing and dealing with people who have these uh unrequited rage those are definitely deep waters to draw upon well thank you so much mccall for spending time and sharing your insights with us well sam thank you for having me try to be good
If any of you listeners want to know more about McCall Connor and the rest of our awesome cast, log into BradburyHotel.com and go to the check-in and listen section. Like always, we hope you've enjoyed these peeks behind the scenes of The Metal Detective. We humbly ask that you like, share, and review on your listening platform. Until next time, stay curious.